Hey, Tom Benti Media, Tom Benti Media Podcast. I am here with Sarah Miller of the public relations firm Media Maven. She also has her own podcast, which has gained a lot of popularity since COVID, where she brings on a lot of different storytellers, creatives, professionals, where they can have an opportunity to tell their story. I'm really excited to have Sarah on. So Sarah, welcome to the Tom Benti Media Podcast. Hi, Tom. It's good to be here. It's so funny. I was starting to chat with you before the podcast, and I realized we have a podcast to do. <laughs> exactly. Well, let's talk about everything that we were going to talk about off camera. Let's talk about it on the show. Okay, on the show. Yeah, so I am the CEO of Axis Entertainment, which is the PR firm. Media Maven's podcast is the podcast. Oh, okay. Got so, it. Um, yeah, so we, ha we have the agency. It's so funny because everybody's asking, like when I talk to people, well, what are you doing these days? How are you? They're like in a different industry they were a year ago, six years ago, two months ago. I feel like yeah, still the same company, 14 years later, haven't moved. But um, yeah, so Access Entertainment is um, a very well-known public relations firm. We're a very strategic public relations firm. We create leaders, define the markets, change the perception to help our clients establish footprints. We've taken the most clients to an M&A stage. Our core focus, what we're known for, is really in tech, entertainment, and sports. Um, music used to be a big play of ours, but the industry has shifted greatly over the years with the labels. But um, startups, we, we have just been notoriously known for getting startups out into the market to an M&A stage. And then we've had some very big clients as well, big brands and sports and um, entertainment, but it's usually the tech side of those companies. So like somebody goes on a website, oh, Sony, AEG and all the sports teams, we're not repping artists and players were doing all the distribution from the digital to the mobile to the tech side. So, I mean, our core is really technology for um, tech, entertainment and sports. Very, very cool. Can you give us a little bit of insight in terms of how the process works when a client comes on board? How do you take them from um, working with them initially and then bringing them to the marketplace and, and what are all the steps involved? Everybody's different based on if it's a product launch. Um, right now, we're in this weird wild, wild west with crypto and NFTs and everything. I mean, a lot of our first thing we do, we look at it, any company like a VC would. We look at their leadership. We look at their product. We look at where they're on the market. We usually um, joke around if they're off life support. Most companies cannot make it within the first three to five years when it comes to the funding and startups. That's that sweet spot where you're either going to be sustainable or not. But we also look at leadership as well. I mean, we know 97%, and this is basic stats from all the analysts, 97% of all startups just fail in the first year or two without PR. I mean, for us, it's really the ideation, the creation, the execution deliverables, whether it's go-to-market strategies, whether it's experiential, because we're very big on the experiential, um, you know, media outreach, telling your story. Most people don't understand publicity and public relations aren't the same thing. I mean, publicity is just press releases. Anybody, an intern, my nephews could write a press release. Anybody could do that, but it's really telling your story at the right time, the right place to be seen and viewed as a leader, establishing that you know global footprints. We're all in this race for recognition right now. And there's a lot of noise out there. It's rising above it, but we're strong believers that leadership is the key to anything. And we've done a lot of work with CEO trainings and not just putting our clients on the map, but really honing in and turning their startup leadership into walking, talking CEOs. Because I feel like 
when you look at some of these VCs and investment companies, you look at, you know, Mark Cuban's a big believer. Anybody could buy product R&D tech, but you can't buy good leadership. It's really about the leadership to taking the company to the next level. So we look at everything across the board because everything has to work together from, you know, the public relations, the experiential, um, you know, we do know from a lot of our bigger brands, people are loyal to the brand when they know the story. The backstory is their loyalty, that authenticity, that, you know, being truthful and honest, that leadership from the company to the CEO and back down again. So we really focus on getting our clients stories told out at the right place at the right time to the right markets. And every client has a different story. Yeah. And it's important that um, you understand exactly who they are, what they do, what makes them unique. You know, it's funny, I, I teach a public speaking class among other classes that I teach. And the foundations of communication is really um, ethos, pathos, and logos. And ethos oh. is the character and the credibility. And just like I tell my public stu speaking students in Com 101, this relates to big corporations and brands, just as it relates to an informative speech that an 18 year old college student is giving. It's about who you are, what you represent, what's your attachment to this particular subject matter and what makes you um, a leader in telling this particular story. No, that's like spot on. We do a lot of training in that. And uh, now our big thing is the authenticity. I see a lot, I mean, a lot of people well-known in sports, tech and entertainment, their bios look tremendous all the awards are listed everything they've done hinging on the brand they're with but the question is can you stand on your own without that calling card behind you and when you rely on another brand for your own um, background position that's not leadership you need to stand on your own be present be intuitive know where you are your intent and purpose is to inspire motivate your team to keep pushing forward and we see a lot there's i think it's a mis mis um, conception and, and perception of what leadership is and i think we've all been through so much this past two years i mean we've seen this you know the great resignation i've seen tremendous leaders tremendous people who have just the utmost respect and adoration for and you know they they jumped from major brands major teams because they were so burnt out on the grind. And these are people that are tremendous leaders. So if you take them away from their brand, they can stand on their own as a sustainable leader. That to me is a true test of who you are and how you're pivoting in the industry. Because I always am a big believer, anybody can make easy decisions. I mean, it's, we all make decisions every day. They're easy to make. It's making the hard decisions without, you know, it's making a hard decision and also leaving the other side feeling good, feeling better about themselves. That's what's a true character of a leader. Because I make decisions all day long as a CEO. Some are easy, some are hard. And I feel like the easy ones anybody could do is making those hard decisions, knowing you're doing what's best for everybody. And you're knowing that when you make a hard decision, it may not always be the best for somebody, but you've got to do it with enough class and grace to not put somebody down because I'm all about everybody has an opinion, but you can't have an opinion and judge. You need to have an opinion without judgment while you're also motivating and inspiring and growing your team members. So I feel there's such a level of what a true leader is. And I feel like we take the past two years, the hardships, you know, from sports, tech, entertainment, the market shut down, R&D shut down, you know, everything has been such a mess you really are seeing the rise of these true fighters 
and inspiration that are still leading their companies, that are still growing. And I feel like it's okay to fail. If you're going to fail, fail, own your failure, learn from your mistakes, be better, be accountable, own up to it. But I see leaders fail every day publicly and how they get back up and handle it is to me what I look for in a true leader. Not people who just hide behind a wall of people and then do a press release. You've got to understand people are human and you've got to own your actions and how you're affecting other people. And to me, handling that with enough diplomacy, grace and class where you still have the respect to me, that that's to me is what a leader is about. Well, it's, well it sounds like you're evaluating your potential clients just as they might be evaluating different public relations firms. Yeah. It sounds like it's very important that you're picking clients that are consistent with your brand values at Axis. Yeah, you know, it's so funny because we look at the DNA, like we look at you, you know, you're a CEO, you're a leader. We look at the DNA of you and your company because we did a brand survey uh, years ago and it was all about bruised and battered brands. So we're actually looking at as a CEO, as a leader, you know, are you a true indication of your brand or is the characteristics of your brand an indication of you as a leader? And we did a tremendous survey on this of which brands were bruised and battered. And then we looked at the CEOs and leadership to look at, are they you know parallel as they're growing together? But I think it's, it's good. I think you always need to look at who you talk to. You can't just, you just can't say, hey, because I'm friends with somebody and I know them well, and they have a really great pedigree or background or bio and some history, I'm going to automatically work with them. I need to make sure I can stand behind and respect even the good, the bad, and in between with you. If it's a good stuff, great. If it's the bad stuff, can we help make it better? Can we change it and turn it around? And so we really look at the, the, the DNA of the company. I think that's critical in anything you do. Now, have you seen a shift? I'm always profit is king, right? But it, it seems like in the last 20 years or so, there's been a shift between short-term profits and companies understanding, if you wanna make an impact, you really have to think in the long-term. And even on at the stock market, like investors, to a certain extent, they're understanding this a little bit more. I mean, are you seeing your clients still kind of stuck in the old fashioned mindset where it's just about, let's make a quick buck, or do they really understand, hey, if we want to make an impact, we have to think long-term. That's so funny. I just had a conversation on this literally the past few weeks um, with a potential client we're talking to big in the um, tech space. And yeah, I mean, it's true. We have a lot of clients that are living in the past, like they're back in the Mad Men days, where, hey, a handshake is a contract. Hey, take somebody to dinner, white tablecloths, kiss up to them, make them feel special. And the deal said it doesn't work that way anymore. And unfortunately, unfortunately, it doesn't work that way anymore. You know, you've got to be a little more cautious. But we do have some clients um, run across people that are just old school or they just don't. I don't you know, I think it's more of an education. I think if we we take the time to educate our clients, if our clients aren't if, if they can't make an educated decision, that means we look at ourselves internally. Are we giving them enough intel, the knowledge base they need to make intelligent decisions that they feel good with, that they can stand by? And I feel like when you're making some of these decisions, like you said, short term, it's all about short term, quick bucks, just churn and burn. That's a lack of education where they're not quite educated to really understand how to thrive and survive. You know, that sustainability is so critical. You got to play the long game. 
But yeah, there's a lot of like low hanging fruit. We all know it, we all see it, we've all been down that road. But we just literally were in conversations with some pretty big investors in a big company that we believe is just gonna blow it up in um, the Bitcoin space on the sports side. But they were in a mad rush to try to make up of like two months that they didn't do something within a short week's time frame, And we actually had to go back to them and we had to explain to them literally in emails and a lot of emails and phone calls that we're not the right agency for you because you're asking us to move mountains that we could do. We're not, we have no fear. We have learned to land jumbo jets on driveways and little amounts of times from eight when having AG as a client on the biggest global events that no other agencies were able to do. But we also want to be respectful. It's the ethics and the morality of being a good leader to tell a client, we aren't a good fit for you right now. You can't spend your money on an agency, at least on us, to do something that we already know coming in. We have a too shorter runway. The cards are stacked against us. We're not afraid of it, but we also need to be realistic that we may not be able to do what you deserve and what you want and expect is not realistic. And we're not going to take the money and engage with a company when we know we can't give them 180%. And at least, I mean, we, nobody ever guarantees anything, but this is a situation to where I don't see any agency with any. I hate to say dignity or respect who's a known agency with the reputation of being good agency, whatever, take that on. It's say you take it on to take the short-term game. Hey, a quick fix, a quick 20, 30 grand. You know, 90% of that grind is not going to turn out what they expect and what they need. So we really had to stand back and like full transparency, guys. We're not your agency. You're asking for something unrealistic. And it was so funny, and they're gonna hate me probably if I say this, but they made this like, really cool analogy where at, we know we understand we're asking to move mountains with the spoon. I'm like, no, no, you're asking us to move mountains with chopsticks. Like it is literally impossible. We could do what you want 10 times better, but we need more than five days. I mean, it's just, it wasn't realistic. So we walked away from business and it was weird because my very first client, when I started my own agency years ago, like the best advice he could have given me was actually Joe Lynham. Um, we just killed it on his um, payment platform with him um, for a few years. And he always used to tell me, do not be afraid to walk away from business, say no. It was, this is advice 14 and a half, 15 years ago when I decided to take start my own company and they were my first clients because I left the bigger agency and they came with me huge leap of faith in my abilities as a PR person that they knew I was the only one that could get them to that M&A stage. His biggest advice back then, because I was starting out, don't be afraid to say no. I'd say 15 years later, and that entered my mind when I had to say no to two people like in the past two weeks, because I did not want to do a bad job, but I didn't want to put them in a position and then put us in a position to not be able to deliver what we know we can. So it's kind of like that full circle has kind of hit us lately where we have had to say no. Interesting. Now, I can see you have such a passion for public relations and what you do, and that's why you're so successful. I'd love to learn more about you, Sarah. How did you get into public relations, a little bit of your backstory, and um, just some creative insights along that you've learned along the way? Okay, so this is what I tell my staff. Do what I say, not what I do. <laughs> before I answer this, because I am a strong believer that there's 
And it's good, bad, and different. There are leaders and there's followers. It's not bad, it's not good. The grass is not green, or it's just a different shade of green. You gotta figure out how you're able to lead better in those environments. And a good leader is also a good team player. You gotta know when to roll up your sleeves, be a team player, forget the title, do what you need to do, but then you also have to lead. So <laughs> this is so bad that I'm even saying this, but whatever, Tom. Um, we like so I started my agency by accident. I, you know, so I had I've always done marketing PR, you know, for companies, had some amazing jobs, ended up in San Francisco with a small firm. And you know, I was actually down in LA for it with a company, a tech company, got recruited and stolen up to San Francisco for a small boutique. On my first time on the agency side, got stolen by a bigger company from them. So I don't think I've done a resume in probably like 15, 20 years. I kept getting stolen by other ones. But I got into PR, the true, true, I mean, client side I had experience in, but I got into the agency side up in San Francisco with a really great company, Neil May and Partners. Donovan Neil May was like, like the, we all get beaten down in our 20s. We all know it. We all go through that, get your ass beaten down phase, learn from your mistakes. Um, everything, a lot of who I am was because of this person. And, you know, then I just was gone. I was like, the economy was a little wonky. It's when the whole bubble was bursting in that first phase. Um, I was either going to go back to the client side. I was going to consider getting out of San Francisco moving. I didn't know where I was going to go. So we had all of these people who were quitting jumping ship um one of my best friends i hired jump ship i kept trying to give my notice but everybody kept beating me to the punch in the offices before i got in to give their notice and um donovan was out of town so i just stuck it out for three months went through salary cuts i mean like i was the last one standing they were not going to get rid of me but i got to the point where i need to leave and um i didn't know what i was going to do so this is so funny um one of my big clients told me it's not the agency it's all you we need you you've done everything we've done tremendous job but I was running point so I said okay I was terrified my mom was terrified oh my god you don't understand you know being on your own a business owner like I just went to a Giants game like I'm not kidding was at a Giants game with friends sorting out what I wanted to do 11 p.m after a Giants win three martinis later I'm like you know what screw it I'm good at what I do. If the, this client has that much faith in me, I need to have more faith and belief in myself than somebody else does. And that's where that kind of pivotal shift happened where you gotta believe. Like I have so much respect and belief in certain people. I believe in them more than they believe in themselves. Like you could do it. You've got this. I'm seeing you differently than you know, you've seen yourself. And I went through that and I'm like, okay, do it. And then I had a good friend who's a design firm. Well, you need a company name. No, I don't. They're like, no, you need a name. So they just did me a favor, did a brand, did a logo, a quick down and dirty website. Uh, another friend said, great, you're finally free. Be our client. I, it has been such a roller coaster 15 years. I couldn't even tell you where it started and began. Next thing I knew, I moved to LA um, for a big uh, music event and the president of Billboard magazine, Chonko Collins, like, hey, I got a music client for you. I'm like, oh, shit. I can't say there's the president of Billboard magazine. So, okay, we're just going to keep going. And then we just, we just, I just kept going and going. And then I got the attention of this amazing man. I talk about leadership. Ralph Simon was the CEO of the mobile media entertainment forum. He is like the grandfather of the ringback tones and the ringtones. He is that guy in mobile. 
and I was on his radar. So I just kept working and grinding, doing what I was good at. And next thing I know, I get curious one of the top PR firms in this space. I mean, so I don't have any blueprint. Like I tell people, don't be afraid, have no fear, follow your passion, do what you, what makes you happy. And we got the big, huge sports, music clients, been through all the ups and downs. And then somewhere in between the first or two years, I was going to leave, go over to Edelman. They wanted me on their side, on the global side, but I said no, which I don't know why at the time, what I was thinking, but I, the best thing I did was say no to one of the biggest rivals I've ever had. And then I created the um, Media Excellence Awards, which we talked about, which is the largest award show that honors innovation and leadership in all things mobile tech and entertainment. And we're now in our, uh, we're opening submissions in May, June in our 15th year. You know, and then the podcast during COVID came around. Cause I'm like, oh my God, we're, we're a PR firm. We need to give people a platform to tell their story, to inspire others. We see so many companies failing and it's not a leadership thing. Anybody is like who, no matter where they are, took a beating during COVID. And it was scary and it was heartbreaking and it was such an unknown fear. We saw the best of the best and brightest in sports and tech entertainment. Everybody was a little bit shaky and that's, that's just human nature. We were going through a massive shift. And so we decided to check in, make sure they were okay, their families, their health, um, just, you know, quick check in, started talking, kept talking, did the Zooms, found Zoom, decided okay, let's do Zooms. All those Zoom calls were recorded at the time. We're like, oh my God, we're talking to all these amazing people about their stories and for helping them by letting somebody else hear it, that's gonna inspire, motivate, help them get back on their feet. We just can't not share. We're an agency. This is our job to make people better when we leave them than when we meet them. And so then Media Mavens podcast came around and now we're just like all over the place with like tremendous gas from sports, tech, entertainment. People are just doing good in the world from chasing down and saving black Jaguars. The guy, um, Emmanuel, um, from Bugliachi, he's um, the top, not Geo on Discovery, he's a producer. He called us from Mexico somewhere in the jungles. He's trying to save preser preservation, the black jaguars. I mean, we've had people shift from the CMO at Versace, the head of major sports teams. We've had people like food archeologists, people come in from NASA, con um, conservationists for water, where we're going. We just decided there is, has to be a monster pull up intelligence of innovation, motivation, inspiration, leadership. And we just, the podcast, just from that point on, we just kept on course and just kept going forward. We just didn't look back. Amazing. Amazing. But I tell clients to always have a business plan. Always know your first day where your exit is. Always have a good team around you. I am the worst person to talk to about that, even though I'm a CEO. I've been in magazines, I've been in so much stuff. I am the worst fucking per oh shit, I just cussed, sorry, we're on here. But I'm the worst person because I didn't do my business plan. And this is a really bad thing, was drinking martinis after a game. When I created the MEAs, now it's 15th year, which is huge. It was a accidental two margaritas, 2 p.m. with my board members. Hey, we should create something to give back, give people another platform to get recognized, to help the startups. Like, so I feel like no business plan. Year three, Paramount, people are like, hey, when are submissions open? I go, submissions for what? 
my reputation was a one-off. Oh, but but we loved it. I go, loved what? They're like the MEAs. I'm like, oh, sh shoot. So we had to do a year two, year three. Then by year four, I'm like, oh my God, I had no business plan, but let's just boot up and roll. And then we got Verizon, Intel, so involved. So like everybody says business plans are so critical. You have to have a plan. You need to know your value, know your worth, know what makes you happy. Always know where you're going. I personally am never going to be on stage talking about the criticalities of a business plan because mine came after, unfortunately, drinks with friends every single time. <laughs> Should I be saying that publicly, <laughs> given who I am? Hey, it's the truth. You got to be truthful to your brand values. And uh... It is not drinking cocktails to start <laughs> anything. It is just that lead be a leader know your value know stand on your own because you know how good you are don't rely on a brand a company or you know that you were with or spent time doing great things for focus on who are you as a Stanley like, like I don't rely on access oh, because my clients were ABC all these awards I have succeeded and failed publicly I've picked it up I've moved forward I've done tremendous things publicly because I stand on my own as who I am, not because of a brand I'm with. And that's the most important thing, I think, right now, because a lot of people are trying to decide, do I go back to the corporate side? Do I go back to a big team? Do I go back to a big, you know, environment? Or can I take everything I've learned and I've grown and share it on my own? And I think it's important to do that. Why I'm a big fan of yours and all the people doing podcasts during this whole time. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, you know, I, I have a small business and I did this podcast on a much smaller scale as just to kind of uh, showcase different stories, showcase my brand values, bring on people that I think are interesting like yourself. What are some other best practices that you that individuals can incorporate, whether they're in real estate or medicine, because social media and public relations is so important in all aspects of business in today's world. Do you have any best practices that you can showcase to smaller companies or individuals that are looking to build their presence online in a way to hopefully bring attention to whatever it is they do. Yeah, um, I was actually going to ask you a question, sure, so I'll hold off on that. Yeah. Um, I, okay, so my question, we will get to that. It's a great question. You have your own company yeah. and you and you created your own podcast because you wanted to have a voice to give people a voice to tell their stories, right? Why else would we all do podcasts? What do you find? Like you had some amazing guests on, you have your own company. What leadership qualities have stood out to you over this past year, year and a half? That's a great question. And I think it's it's it goes back to what we were talking about earlier and just holding true to your brand values and not being philandering with the different trends or the tides that come along the way, but holding true to yourself, your values and your vision and understanding that you're the best leader of what you have to do and not rely on other people for approval or acceptance, but holding true to what you believe in and what your vision is. I love that. I'm always like, know who you are, where you're going and what you're doing. My three W's. So now I, I love that. Have you, um, what lessons, like what, what new leadership lessons have you learned through all of your guests through the podcast that you really like hit you like and struck home with you? Like, yeah, I take that one to the heart. That one is what hit my soul and what I'm going to start working on moving forward. Sure, I think we all have different stories. We've all made mistakes. And we all can learn from those mistakes. And I've, I've had people, I had a, a gentleman on a few weeks ago 
that had a completely different life. He's an actor now, but when he was growing up, he got involved in, in crime and he completely changed his life around. And he's a totally different person now, but it's not disingenuous. It has to be genuine. It yeah. can't be just like, oh, that was me yesterday. This is me today. That it, Life doesn't work that way. But if it's if it's coming from a place of authenticity, I think it, it can be really powerful and to see how people can progress and how they can grow. I think it's all like we, like everything we do, our intent has to be purposeful, no matter what we do. Like, you know, and I always say, leave somebody better when you walked away than when you first entered. I don't care if it's a coffee, a meeting, a phone call. That person needs to walk away feeling better about themselves, more inspired because they talked to you no matter what it was about. So there's always an intent and a purpose to everything, which goes back to your short-term, long-term goals. People forget about that focus. They don't know where they are anymore. They're just focused on things that aren't relevant, but they're, they don't see the long-term of how it's affecting people. Um, but so so we had an interesting, we had a, an amazing guest on in the um, storytelling space, an immersive space a while ago. And our some of our guests stay very on point you know, the whole QA, 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 bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. Some of these guys, we end up talking around the world 360. <laughs> we don't even know where we started because it started out, who are you, what do you do, right? Then it started up, we were laughing. I don't care if they cuss or in baseball hats. It's, we're all in a different era right now, business. And um, we've had some amazing people who did not stick to the script. We didn't care. We had such intense, amazing conversations that some of our best podcasts were so authentic and so real about life, about leadership, um, succeeding and failing and how to lead better. These are from very well-known CEOs. It wasn't about their business model, the bottom line. These are some of our best podcast interviews. We had a gentleman on, a good friend of mine, who actually talked about who he was today, his 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 passion, his fight, his perseverance of always be better, always move forward, you know, such a true leader, but where it came from. And there was, it was, it's, I mean, we've already released the podcast, you know, with his permission. Um, we didn't filter it. It was about abuse when he was little. And I just, you, you, we really know what people go through to get to where they are. You use your, your loyalty is just unwavering to them. You know, Steve Jobs, I was used to say, and he wrote so many books. And one of his books was, he didn't need publicity anymore. He could write a press release about Mac. He didn't care. He took some beaches, went through some rough spots in his past. He went public with those areas. And he's like, I need public relations. I need a platform to tell my story, to be a leader of what I'm good at. And like, the people just see this like whole image on the outside, right? of people, the really greats who have risen and fallen, you know, but there's few of these guys who have really, really opened up and bared their soul. And those, that's where my respect and loyalty lies as a leader to these people. So it's amazing. This is the things why I think I love having the podcast because it's a chance to be in the safe spot to really tell your story without judgment, you know? Okay. But then I forgot your question, which, oh, people um, talking about realtors, anybody well, oh my we, god how can, we, how can just an everyday person incorporate best practices of public relations and the way they showcase yeah online that's so. kind of a loaded question because i'm not a huge believer that social is a key to success anymore social has a double-edged sword to it it's a great certain you know instagram twitter 
Facebook, you got Twitch, you, there's so many platforms. Clubhouse came on board during COVID and people just kind of follow those trends. I think you want to share your life. Be careful what you share. You have a company, you want your company to talk about the accolations and wins. Do it. The accolades and wins are important. Keep it away from your personal. Don't commingle them. You just can't. You got to be choosing who you want to see, what you're doing, when, where, why, and how. Because right now, people are, big companies are going on your social to judge you by your posts if they're going to hire you. And I know a lot of companies are doing that. I'm not a huge believer in it. We've never done it. I'm going to put it on face value who you are in the interview. But, you know, if we start seeing stuff, we're going to be like, wait, you represent my brand. So I social is a little bit tricky because it's different for anybody. LinkedIn's going to be the best thing for anybody starting their company. Your network's there, the serious business people. You're not seeing as many photos of bikini shots, of people bragging, laying on top of a car for a shoot just because they want to get attention. You're not seeing people working out at the gym doing selfies. I mean, it's truly what's moving the needle in, in the industry. Twitter is shifted to where it used to be and PR is not the same thing anymore. Being on Twitter to top, follow top DMA and press, to follow, comment on what they're writing, to start being seen and viewed as authority leader in your space is important. But I just think the best practices are really just every day, do the right thing, ethics morality, do what's best for the client, say no when you need to say no. People say yes so much to make people happy because they feel like, okay, I need to say yes to build, to get the money the short term. And I get there are certain circumstances and situations where we all are in that position one way or the other sometime in life, but you've got to get out of that velocity. You've got to see what's going to make you sustainable. And like my big thing with a lot of these companies, they bring on their buddies, they bring on people that end up screwing them over at the end as advisors. You've got to be super diligent who you have around me. Hire people smarter than you. I always say in everything, a magazine, an article I've done, you don't lead by ego. You can never lead your company by your ego. I don't care how great you are. You shouldn't lead. And a lot of companies lead by their egos and they burn bridges. They piss people off. It's all about, I'm the best. Nobody's better than me. And that could be an age thing. It just could be, I, there's so many variables to that. But you can't lead by ego. You can't be dismissive. You can't sit there and think because you did one or two great things on your background, no matter how old you are, shifting careers. You can't rely on that. You need to rely on what you're doing right now and how you're going to pivot and move moving forward into the market. And I think all of these things about who you are is so good before you bring a PR firm in or you're going to fight up against us every time. And we've had good clients, bad clients. We've had clients who are no longer clients, but the CEOs are our best, my best friends, closest friends and advisors. It wasn't personal, it was business, wasn't a good fit. Um, we've had clients who've hired us so many times over. It's ridiculous. Half of them are on the board for the MEAs as judges now. I mean, you, you begin to understand the process, who you have around you, no matter how good and bad things are. We tell our clients, you don't have to do what we say, but you got, you may not like us. You need to respect what we're talking. We know what we're doing and just trust us enough to get around the bend, to get over the, that next mountain, you know, the right way versus fighting because you have to be right because it's your company. Just because you may be a CEO of a sports team or a big company, and I may not be a CEO of a sports firm, I am a CEO of a PR firm. 
I know how to get your company out there. I don't know your technology, your team analogies as well as you do, but I know what it's going to take to get you out over that fence. And we see a lot of startups who don't understand it's not a thing of failure and fear, being humble, knowing what you don't know. That means we have more to help get you to the point to where you are going to be seen as authority leader. And I think that's a big, whether it's educational, lack of leadership, lack of just hearing what somebody's telling you. Listen with the intent to understand, not the intent to respond is what I'm always looking for with people. I think that's the biggest thing with um, startups. Very cool, very cool. Well, Sarah, this was really inspiring. I appreciate your time so much. Um, and I, I just appreciate your passion that you bring to what you do. It really comes across and how you present this information and how you present yourself. And it's really inspiring. And I, I can't thank you enough for being here. You can't ask me open-ended questions because I just keep chatting away a while a minute nonstop because there's so much to talk about. That's why I like closed-ended questions. Yes, no, a few senses, and then I can stop talking. Otherwise, oh, I get so boring. into it. <laughs> <laughs> it was so good chatting with you today. Honestly, it's good. I think like everybody needs to just stand back and listen more. There's so much out there. And I love that I had a chance to talk to you and like I'm on your podcast. So I do, I appreciate you for like letting me come on and talk to you. Oh, thank you so much. Well, let's keep, let's keep in touch. And uh, if you are looking for guests, you know, I, I could, I would love to come on your podcast sometime. Definitely. I, I listen to it. Uh, actually at the start of the pandemic, I was listening to it pretty consistently. Are we, ours? Okay, so it cracks me up because I have a few co-hosts and it's just no matter who I'm talking to, we have uh, besides the NASA guys, the tech sports guys, we have a, one of the most badass former CIA military intelligence come on every month on Global News Watch. Wow. No matter this, and Versace, like everything I've had on, I sound like a third grader. I'm a CEO and I feel like I always like a third grader because I get so excited to talk to people. I'm just like rambling a mile a minute, but um, you know, I'm going to own that. Definitely. But I definitely know you need to come on our podcast. You're a business owner. You have a podcast. You're doing great things. You're talking to great people. I think everybody needs to talk to more people. Let's do it. I agree. Everybody has a story to tell. And I love hearing other stories. I love telling my own. That's why I do what I do. Perfect. I'm excited to have you on ours. All right. Awesome. Well, we'll, we'll set it up. Thank you so much. Perfect. Thanks so much.